What's going on, everybody? This is Bobby Navia, uh, one of your co-hosts from the couch. Uh, so you guys are in for a treat this week as there are two brand new episodes of the couch. Uh, there's a chit chat part two, which uh, if you've pressed play, you're about to listen to in a few moments. And also the trailer review for Detective Pikachu, which uh, comes out this Friday. So uh, Darren and I sat down to do Detective Pikachu and ended up talking for two hours about other random shit <laughs> that we were watching. So just decided to cut it into a uh, separate episode. So uh, it begins very randomly and uh, it has a little bit of a better end. But uh, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody that's been listening. Uh, the last couple episodes that have been pretty popular are like Dragged Across Concrete, uh, which I'm really glad everybody's digging that and hopefully... You are renting and buying and seeing the movie. But uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, please email us at guysonthecouch at gmail.com. Our uh, Facebook is The Couch, and Twitter and Instagram is Guys on Couch. So please reach out. Please let us know what you think of the show, and hope you enjoy. Bye. I watched uh, a new Justice League cartoon came out. Mm Mm-hmm called uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. And um, remember that time I brought the Batman collection over here and yeah. we just watched that episode? Mm-hmm. So Bruce uh, Bruce Tim is uh, like that, the style of art that's in the animated series yeah. is like the style of art that like Bruce Tim does. Okay. And so they don't always do all the Justice League, Batman or Superman, any of the DC. They don't do them all like Bruce Tim art. A lot of them look like, uh, like an anime kind of oh, sure. style yeah. of art, you know? Um, but this one was like a Bruce Tim style of art. And so like, I, I really love that like classic look that he gives like mm-hmm. all the characters and stuff. Um, but this one was about, uh, it like starts off in the future and then these three bad guys go back in time to, um, <clears throat> to free their, like to free two of their, uh, two of their like comrades that were put back in the past in a, in a green lantern prison. And they're looking for they they keep saying we're looking for like the the lime one or something like that. And um, there's a female Latina character who uh, she's grappling with like something that happened. Her her and her two friends were out camping one time, and like they got like um, they came across this guy, and this guy like tied him up, and he killed like two of her friends or whatever, and she escaped. Okay, and so. Um, the whole concept with the Green Lanterns is like once a Green Lantern dies, like the ring like has a mind of its own and goes to find somebody right, of yeah. like, that has like a certain good amount of like willpower. So there is a there is a ring that's already found her and she just doesn't want that responsibility. She doesn't think she'll be a good Green Lantern because she keeps herself like sheltered because of like this trauma that mm-hmm. she went through. But she ends up being the one that is like, I mean, Batman's a character, Wonder Woman's a character in it, Superman's a character in it. And she is actually the one that ends up like saving the Justice League. Mm. And so um, while she's a background character and maybe like the first half hour of the movie, like for the rest of the movie, like it's on her shoulders and like she's she's the big hero um, and they're all like supporting her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a really good story. It was it's been a long time. You know, all those DC animated movies are like hit or miss yeah. sometimes uh, more 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 miss than hit yeah but this one was definitely <laughs> like okay I, re- I really really dug the fuck out of it cool and i thought it was cool to just have like a, a female green lantern i feel like bruce yeah. tim like kind of does that stuff where it's just kind of like 
he was the I think he he was the one or some other comic book artists were were talking about when the Justice League movie was coming out or when the Green Lantern movie was coming out everyone was wondering why they were going with Hal Jordan mm-hmm. like Hal Jordan is the first comic book Green Lantern but for many many years kids who grew up with the 90s Batman cartoons and then right afterwards the Justice League cartoons uh, John Stewart, a black guy, mm-hmm. was the Green right, Lantern. Right. So everyone was like, "Why aren't you starting with John Stewart? Why isn't the first cinematic Green Lantern a black guy?" Because yeah. everybody knows who that character would be from the cartoons. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, there's a good amount of the population. If you weren't like a, you know, deep in the crates comic book person, that was like, "Who the fuck's Hal Jordan?" Right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I mean, we're not trying to go back to like Silver Age versions of these of these yeah, characters right. anyway. It's like. <laughs> So, um, yeah. so in that aspect, I really like that it was like a Latina character, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a Green Lantern. Nice, you know. So, so it was pretty cool. It was a really, really good one. Um, Sweet. I think that's the other one that I saw. Aside from wanting to see, I trapped the devil. Yeah. Oh, we watched uh, uh, Murder Party mm. or Monster Party. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Murder Party was on Netflix. <laughs> that's actually a movie as well. There's Murder Party on Netflix, and there's Monster Party on Shutter. And Shudder. Yeah. yeah. Monster Party fucking blows. Yeah? It's horrible. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I uh, mean, in the first... Bummer. You could tell in the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah, we were, yeah. But Hannah and I were both kind of like, all right, yeah. Who's the guy in it? Julian McMahon, for, right? Isn't that... I don't know. Right? The main <laughs> guy? Wasn't he on that FX show uh, where he's, like, a surgeon or some shit? Nip Tuck? Yeah. Was that him? Is that him? Oh, I don't know. I think it's him. Yeah. He's got, like, a weird goatee in it. I didn't want to know anything about any of the people. Well, oh, so Lance Reddick was in Monster Party. Oh, okay. Yeah, bre- smallish kind of role. You okay. think he's going to have a bigger role than he really does? And yeah, like, yeah. But he, like, even he, even he was not good. And I don't think I've ever felt that way about Lance Reddick. And yeah, anything. Lance Reddick brings it. Yeah, you can just watch that guy do stuff. Read the cookbook. Exactly, and you'll yeah. be fine. But this was like, I mean, the whole thing just had, you know, it's just one of those horror films where it was like. Well, it's not even like these. So the people who live in this house are like recovering serial killers okay. that like haven't killed in like three, four years. Mm-hmm. And it's like the the mom, the dad and the son okay. and then the daughter. You're kind of like not sure about. Yeah. Which way, you know what her deal is. But they're hosting this like annual like anniversary dinner where there's like this. So they've invited over like Lance Reddick plays like the doctor who is the one who's been, like, giving them all this therapy to, like, try to get them to stop killing and stuff like that. And he plays sort of, like, you know, so it's not his house, but he still is sort of, like, in control of everyone. Like, he's the one trying to stop everybody from killing anyone Um, and uh, and all this shit. But then, yeah, everybody, you know, the murders start happening, and then everybody just kind of, like, gets the bloodlust and loses it. (laughs) But even that stuff just wasn't nearly as fun as I was hoping it would be, you know? Hmm. Because again, it was all just—I mean, the, just the characters themselves were so bad. Yeah, that it was like you could—you—you've got to—you know—you've got free license to make whatever kind of recovering serial killer characters that you want. Right. And you make literally, you make three of them like hormonal twenty-something men. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> Why? You know, there's only like six total. You've made fifty percent of them the exact same person. Yeah. Right. You know, like what the fuck? You could have had so much fun with this concept. Also, does anybody really like? talk that way anymore I, or is, I it, don't or is know. it just we're it's, older and <laughs> i think <laughs> we're that person now <laughs> i think it's just a thing people write into movies because yeah. they think that's how like tough people talk or like how intimidation happens but 
Oh god. They've clearly, yeah, never really encountered somebody who could really intimidate you. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Cuz yeah, they don't need to do that. Um Well, that's a bummer that it was not good. Yeah, man, it's uh it's no good. It's no good. Wow. Well. Uh do not recommend. Ooh, but you know what I do recommend? Would you what's coming in? You just looked at your phone right now. Did mm-hmm. you get a confirmation email? Mm-hmm. Out for delivery. <laughs> Little something, uh, little something called Police Story and oh, Police Story Two. Shit. Criterion it came out on Tuesday. I, for, oh. I hadn't, I forgot to pre-order it. Oh wow! I saw like yesterday. I got an email from Criterion that was like, "Oh, the new releases this week," and I was like, <gasps> "I fucked up." Oh. So yeah, nice. Get that ordered right away. Thankfully, with the miracle of uh, Amazon and their. FOMO delivery system. <laughs> they're just, I'm like ordering yesterday. They're like, you want it tomorrow? You're going to yeah. get it tomorrow, man. You're going to get, I promise you, you will get it tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. okay. I mean, I just saw it like two months ago. I can wait. <laughs> they're like, no, man, we got it's coming. you. It's coming. Yeah, we got you. Nice. So, um, so yeah, so it's showing up today. I'm excited about it. Cover is beautiful too. Sweet. Um, but yeah, no, Daryl and I went and saw the double feature. At, I remember. Uh, yeah. That yeah. was, Seeing the Janus Films logo in front of Jackie Chan movie was <laughs> a fucking real treat. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, man, I'm excited to, uh, I don't know, have some people over and watch those because they were, they're just so much fun. Nice. It's like, you know, it's just one of those, like, I've, I'm obviously, we're both very enamored with the Raid films and like Aiko Uai and uh, his whole team of, you know, uh, athletes slash martial artists that he works with. Um, Excuse me. And uh, with, you know, with with rightfully so. But it was funny watching Police Story. I was just like, Jesus Christ, he's Jackie Chan's still the king. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Nobody can hold a candle to this guy. Yeah. It's because it's just, you know, there are other people that could do what Jackie Chan does, but they're not Jackie Chan. Yeah. He himself is such a big part of what makes those movies so good. Mm hmm. Like, he's just, you know, his specific, I don't know, charisma and persona. Yeah. Behind all of those things. I was going to say, he's got, like a, so much more. he's got, like, a charm to yeah. just every, yeah. Yeah, no, and, like, I don't know, and the just how his his just, like, humility and humanity and the way he plays his characters uh-huh. as well. Like, you know, the fact, like, he gets, he gets hurt, and he does dumb things. Yeah. And he fucks up during fights, you right. know? But then he does this inhuman shit as well. (laughs) And it's just it's this great blend because they don't make him this like infallible superhero character who like only kryptonite, you know, or whatever can like even hope to damage him or like, you know, trip him up a little bit. It's like, no, he gets like overconfident. Yeah, yeah. And he'll like do something and get punched in the face, you know, and (laughs) shit or like, you know, whatever. And it's uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's that stuff that just gives it so much life to it, and makes yeah. it feel so much different. Nice. Um, and and so much more like grounded in reality, you mm-hmm. know, because it almost seems like he'd made a mistake and hurt himself, <laughs> and then right. has to like recover from it, yeah, you yeah. know. But yeah, and he's just you know just smart about like you know you forget sometimes too what a you know what a smart filmmaker he is like how much he really understands did he direct cinema. both of those yeah oh well okay okay um yeah and directed a, a lot of his stuff a lot of movies but yeah i just i didn't know if he directed those yeah so, yeah yeah he did those too and um the uh uh yeah no the way he uses the camera is just really really smart i mean you know there's a lot's been made about like his editing style that like him and sammo hyung and uh like the hong kong editing style where they sort of like you know repeat two frames when they cut from like you know if a punch is happening mm-hmm. 
they'll like, you know, in, in a lot of American cinema, and there's some great videos online that kind of break this down if people want to look up like every frame of painting. Okay. Um, his video series, if you look up the, his Jackie Chan episode, he talks about a lot of this type of stuff and shows you, you know, what he's talking about. But like a lot of American movies or like Western movies, it, if you if you pay attention to the editing during fight scenes, it's like you actually never see people make contact with anyone. Right. It's like they, they literally cut they cut right before the punch happens, yeah. and then when they cut to the next shot, it's right after it's right after the hit happens. Yeah, so you never actually see the hit, yeah. and so the Hong Kong style is the complete opposite, where they're like, no, no, no you have to see the hit. Yeah, because otherwise, how do you know people are getting hurt? You right, know? they kind of <laughs> they like I mean, in the Western. So the Western style is like they use the edit as the hit. Uh huh. Um, but so what they do in Hong Kong and Jackie Chan and like Sammo Hyung is uh they will uh you know when they cut from one shot to the next well first off they do a lot less cutting in general so yeah. they'll like show you just a bunch of fighting happen mm -hmm. in just like a static shot right and then but when they do cut um rather than like you know jumping forward in time they actually jump back a couple of frames oh okay so it's like if you know there's a wide shot of a guy about to get punched in the face and like you know we get to where his fist is like right about to make contact with the guy's cheek mm -hmm. when they punch into a close up shot right there they'll actually start that shot two frames back from there so when his okay. fist is still like a little bit away from the cheek yeah and then come in and hit Gotcha. So that way, like your eyes actually have a couple of frames to, you know, register, register the new shot and then actually watch the hit happen. OK. All right. And it gives it. And then on top of it, too, it gives the punch a lot more momentum. Yeah. Because it just seems like it's really like flying, flying in, in, you know, okay. you get that extra bit of movement, nice. you know, from one shot to the next. Oh, OK, that's cool. So, you know, it, it just it makes so much more sense when you see it in action. You're like, yeah, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you? Sh and it's because, well, you need actually really talented you know, uh, uh, martial artists, choreographers, and stunt performers in order to pull that off because mm -hmm. then you got to make the hits look good. Mm -hmm. If you're cutting all the hits out, then it doesn't fucking matter. You know, you just got to get close. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, you know, and, and make it look convincing. You can do more of like a dance kind of thing. But right. this is like, you know, with this type of stuff, it's like, no, you've got to actually be able to do the hits mm -hmm. and like, you know. Um, so it, it's just, it's really mind-bogglingly impressive when you watch it, though. Even, even now, you know, this whatever is like 30 plus years old police story. And it was yeah. still one of these, like nobody's doing this nowadays. Like, yeah. holy shit. This is still, if you saw this for the first time today, you mm -hmm. would be like, this is one of the most innovative action films I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. You know? Like nobody's topped this shit yeah, you right. know, or even, even come close. So I saw a little, little indie movie that came out last weekend. What did you see? Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Beats of Rage. Oh, well, yeah, we saw Beats of <laughs> yeah, Rage, too. Yeah. Yes, we, saw, we did. We saw Beats of Rage. The sequel uh, to the FP. We went to yeah. uh, Windy City Horrorama, which, mm -hmm. once again, like, you know, I'm sure they'll have it again next year. Yeah. I mean, I hope they do. Uh, but the last two years, they've done it on Avengers Weekend, mm -hmm. which is why I have not been able to partake in as much yeah. <laughs> cinema as they're playing there. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like all their, their lineups have been really, really good when i've read in their their program and stuff yeah, I've seen you know some great shit yeah so that festival um but hopefully next year there's nothing coming out the yeah. last weekend in april hopefully they don't announce a <laughs> yeah, surprise right. like you know third movie in this <laughs> avengers yeah whatever you call it run <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, uh, really, really awesome festival. Great people that run the fest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Stork and Alex Vasquez, uh, really, really incredible dudes. And yeah, they get some really great programming there. Um, I didn't get to see as much as I wanted to over there this weekend, this past weekend. But uh, I will say that I saw a movie called Crystal Eyes. Mm -hmm. That was incredible. That is, it's two words, crystal eyes, not crystallize. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah solidifying into rigid crystalline structures kind yeah. of crystallized but crystal eyes um it's an argentinian giallo film and uh it probably you probably won't ever be able to see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is really unfortunate because it was excellent but um some of the guys at the festival that i was talking to were telling me that it's it's kind of been like playing at the f- playing on the festival circuit for a couple of years and mm-hmm. people are loving it but like nobody's picked it up Damn, that's a bummer. So yeah, it hasn't uh, hasn't gotten any distribution in the U.S., but um, I might be. You gonna distribute might be getting, it? Might be getting my hands on a copy, and then well, I might I might distribute it, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because it needs to be in the world. Yeah. Um, but now I just I just want to be able to watch it and show it to my friends because it was really it was really impressive. It was like, yeah, it, it was just. It was like the Telemundo version of a Giallo film. It was just amazing. Like if Suspiria nice. was made uh, like on basic cable in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That would be this movie. That's pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I really, really enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, some really creative filmmaking in there and some really just awesome stuff too. But yeah. Uh, uh, and then I saw a movie called Velocipaster. Oh, I'm so jealous. Which is great. It's kind of it's coming out in like August or September, I think uh, they told me. But should I just buy it? Should I just, yeah, I should just buy it. It's probably worth just. Oh, getting it. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. It was thoroughly enjoyable because it's you know it definitely looks like one of those things that like okay this movie could run out of steam in like yeah. three minutes. It you def- know? the poster while amazing it does look like something you'd pick up on your way to Florida at a gas station. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It no. It definitely does. Yeah. And it definitely plays that up. Okay. And it definitely has, you know, it is the Velocipaster <laughs> punt. Like, that's in the movie. It's definitely a pastor who can turn into a dinosaur. I, I wouldn't even call it a Velociraptor. It looks more like a T-Rex to me oh with Down God. syndrome. But, um, but uh, however, the movie, what I was really impressed with and really happy about uh-huh. was like, I don't know, it, it, it was like smart filmmakers' dumb humor. Okay. Like a lot of okay. the jokes yeah, in yeah, it yeah. were about like using a specifically terrible like camera move at uh-huh. like the wrong time. <laughs> and just knowing, like having knowing full well as a filmmaker that like yeah. this is the worst possible camera move we can utilize <laughs> right. at this moment. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it it had humor like that as well that I wasn't really expecting. I was just expecting bad like dinosaur puns. Yeah, right. And you know, whatever, like bad blood effects or something mm-hmm. like that. But no, there was a lot of just like this kind of meta humor that wasn't like total like fourth wall breaking where okay. like people are looking in the camera and like talking to the audience type of things. Mm-hmm. But still it was like the movie was making a joke, gotcha. you know, and like they really hit. They were they were actually funny jokes. Yeah, yeah. And um, the guy who played the lead, the Velocipaster, was just perfect. Nice. He like the way he just commits to this role and <laughs> plays it like with just this this like innocent purity is really amazing. And there's just all these lines where he teams up with this like um this one she's a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> she's she's hooking her way through uh through law school okay 
Um, and I think also med school. Okay. So she's like, yeah, you know, you'd be surprised, but there's not a lot of demand out there for doctor, lawyer, hookers, and <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. But um, uh, but yeah, and you know, where they decide to team up, and she's like, all right, but you know, I don't know a lot about the priesthood or religion, and he goes, that's all right. I don't know a whole lot about dinosaurs. Damn. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Yeah. This is so perfect. God, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> like, you know, just like this nice slow zoom in as he's saying yeah. it, just the way he's like posed and lit and <laughs> delivers it. It was awesome. And there's a, yeah, there's a random character that barely shows up at all who's a pimp named Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. Yeah. And they call him Frankie Mermaid because he's drowning in bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for the episode yeah. today, guys. That's 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 how you end shit right there. <laughs> like God. And the, the I I the way that that information wow. is conveyed to you is also pretty spectacular. Okay, don't tell me anymore. No, I, 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 yeah, I, there's, there's nothing more I want to say. Um, but uh, oh, uh, one of the best uses of both flashbacks, okay, and on-screen text, nice that I've seen in a movie in a very long time. Are we I'm, talking just? Maybe I don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. Anything okay, never. I don't want to know. Yeah, because no, 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 no. you'll find it, you will find out very quickly. Yeah, in the movie, exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, and it's just it's kind of glorious. Sweet. Um, yeah, no, I I had way more fun with this movie. I was a little because it was a midnight screening yeah. also, so I was like, ah, fuck, I don't know. That's like one of the signs that you're getting old. Yeah, is when midnight screenings are like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm totally gonna fall asleep. Yeah, I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah. I don't know, but then. But so Crystal Eyes played at like 1020 and I liked it. So and I was jazzed up okay. after seeing that, that I was like, all right, Velocipaster. And Let's, like some yeah. of my other friends that were there were sticking around too to watch it. So I was like, all right, cool. We'll hang out. You'll and have watch a, it. Yeah. I'll have a group. Yeah. People. And yeah. like, I just, yeah, I enjoyed this last one so much, but yeah. So anyway, uh, Velocipaster turned out to be an excellent addition to my, uh, uh, filmic intake over the weekend. I'm so excited to watch that movie. Yeah, Dude, oh, I really... gotta be there when we. Like, I mean, I'll be buying it. Yeah, we uh, all got because I really want Hannah to see it. Also, this was kind of like, you know, Crystal Crystal Eyes was like my you know favorite movie that I watched there over the weekend. Yeah, um, but Velocipaster was kind of like the bad black of this year's Windy City Horrorama. Do you was... feel like you you redeemed yourself a bit from when we didn't go see Puppet Master at an Apocalypse at Midnight? Uh. A, like a little bit. I mean, yeah. Puppet Master is still the, yeah. In terms of midnight stuff, like mm-hmm. probably still the top. But yeah, Velocipaster well, is definitely seeing Bad Black in the theater is like I can like wear that oh, as okay. a badge of honor for yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. of my life because yeah. that was that was just one of the most incredible experiences <laughs> you could ever have in yeah. a movie theater in life. Right. Period. Like, and I'm I'm putting this like up there with like 2001 and 70 millimeter. <laughs> yes. Like okay. seeing Bad Black in the theater is like you know. Bad Black cost about $200 to make. <laughs> <laughs> and yet somehow it delivers the same caliber of experience, but in a completely different way. Nice. You know? And uh, that's actually a uh, uh, little less than two weeks. Two weeks away. Yeah. That getting Bad that Black one. and uh, Who Killed Captain Alex. Nice. It's coming out. And who knows? I got a pre-order from Diabolic. It might even ship early. Oh, yeah. That's right. You might have it. Any day now. Any day. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> I cannot fucking way to have swaths back in my life so good vj emmy god damn if you guys don't know about wakaliwood and ugandan cinema i mean we need to just probably once i get that blu-ray in and like watch this movie again i'm just gonna have to hijack the show for an episode and just like 
go on about Ugandan filmmaking. It's all good. And how it's the most... <laughs> It's the most innovative thing to happen to this artistic medium <laughs> in I don't even know how many decades. Anyway, but um, but you saw this this little I saw this little flick, this little thing, this little flick called Avengers Endgame. It's like a it's like a two actor like chamber piece, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I saw it three times over the course of two days. And it was totally worth it, every single part. I don't know if I actually was going into Endgame like, what if they don't? This was you know I what would, I mean? Like real, yeah, real quick though. This, yeah. it it wasn't even like two days. It was like a twenty-seven hour period. Yeah, because you saw it first time on Saturday, Saturday morning at eleven, and then Saturday night at seven, and then Sunday, Sunday morning, morning at eleven. At 11. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it was like within 27 hours. Yeah, you saw it three times. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> and it's three hours long. It's so, three hours long. So nine of those 27, <laughs> yes. one third of that time, was spent watching Avengers. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um. I didn't know that I could get. Um, if if like Marvel decided like we're not gonna do any more, like. Marvel movies mm-hmm. for a good while, like I I would be very happy with it. You'd be pretty. I'd be yeah. so content with never seeing any of the characters ever again, and that's because this movie was so good. This movie just felt like a, a, a you know um, it felt like it closed the door on all twenty one movies before it. Damn, and still opened up more doors to go through if you wanted to with newer characters in the series Mm -hmm. but like you know i went to go i went to go see it with my family first and then tyler and jeremy and then my cousin max after and then you know tyler and jeremy you know we were all talking about it and you know tyler made a good point that like no one in the movie like got fucked like no one in the movie everybody in the movie was used well and everybody in the movie has an end Mm-hmm. And it's a satisfying end, and it's a, it feels like an end that's earned, and not like an end that is a derivative of whatever people are saying on the internet. Okay, you know. So um, I was like, I try to like prep myself for so much that I might that might happen in the movie, like just theorize, like, oh my god, this might happen to this character or this, uh-huh. and none of that shit happened, and f- far more devastating shit, you know occurred yeah occurred yeah. <laughs> which fucking wrecked me i was just there was there was a, a either tears in my eyes or a smile on my face the entire three hours damn yeah it was intense go for it all right so you didn't Sorry see you, you didn't see infinity war right no okay um <clears throat> but you know what happens at the end of infinity war yeah yeah everybody gets snapped yeah a guy snaps his fingers and sits yeah. on the beach yep pretty yeah. much <laughs> um so the movie picks up like about like twenty days after the snap, okay, uh, is the beginning of it, and um, uh, basically they go to where spoilers, he's spoilers, people. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, I'm gonna spoil some parts because you don't care, right? I uh, know I don't give. A okay, fuck. yeah. So I was uh, gonna ask you. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what I hear, though, on Monday apparently, uh, this coming Monday when this episode will be up mm-hmm. is when um. Basically, like Disney said this week, like Monday, like we're just kind of lifting the ban on like spoilers because everybody on the Internet, at least for my Twitter feed, has been pretty good with not spoiling shit. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like Monday's the day free to just talk about whatever 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you haven't seen it by now, yeah. it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you're not a fan. Wow, you're, you know, that's funny. Yeah, it's they're interesting. Just, they're trying to drive people to that second weekend yeah. box office. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, it takes place about like 20 days after the snap. And um, they basically find the planet that uh, Thanos is on. Mm-hmm. And they decide, well, let's go get let's go get them and get all the stones and just like snap our friends back. Right. Sure, yeah. So this is the beginning of the movie. And like you actually like uh, it, Tyler actually kind of said it best. He was just like the beginning of the movie just felt weird. It was just sort of it just felt like kind of too easy. Like, really, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, this is I mean, it sounds like it. No, it does. Right and now, it, and like, it, really, that's the plan. That yeah. Sounds, and it yeah. does feel like this. And you're kind of wondering, like, there's another like three hours of this movie. Like, how are we just how is this? How are we starting it like this? Mm-hmm. Um, but um so they go, they go there, and Thanos is basically like used the stones to destroy the stones because he just doesn't like need them anymore, right? right? And so his half of his face is kind of burnt off. His arm is all like charred or whatever. And um, uh, basically, when th- what ends up happening is they, there's just no stones. They can't, they can't, they can't get any stones. Uh, like Thor chops his arm off and then proceeds to chop his head off hmm. and kill him right there. And then, uh, and then we do a time jump where it's five years later, and mm. everybody's kind of scattered. We don't know what's going on. Uh, and then um, Paul Rudd's character, Ant Man, uh, Scott Lang, uh, in his last movie, Ant Man and the Wasp, he got he got trapped in this place called the Quantum Realm. Okay. And uh, the <clears throat> the other lead characters of that movie, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, and um, Evangeline Lilly, all got all got snapped mm-hmm. so there was nobody there to bring him back so he ends up coming back and basically endgame turns into a time travel movie where okay. scott lang tells everybody like you know it's been five years for you but it's just been five hours for me and so like you know the movie has like a lot of fun where it basically like says like all the movies about time travel you've ever like seen like back to the future bill and ted all this other kind of stuff like it's all bullshit like you know what i mean like just because you go and change the past it doesn't mean you've like changed the future or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. like uh so basically what they do what they devise is that they will go back in time using the science of the quantum realm and they will all shrink into the quantum realm to go back in time and go to the different periods where all the stones are at to collect them to get their friends back okay and so the first hour of this movie is like the the planning of all this and sort of getting the team back together. The second hour is everybody's separate missions in time travel. The last hour is just full on melee of, you know, action sequence. And what what the movie does really nicely nicely, I know we were talking about this a little bit, you know, last week when we were having just our chit chat about, you know, um I don't know how you unless like you're just a unless you're like a casual fan of the Marvel movies and you just enjoy them, but you haven't watched all of them. Like, I don't know how you go into this movie not knowing the other 21 movies. Sure. Because this movie, while it it, it doesn't really it doesn't give you like a, a recap of everything, mm-hmm. it definitely like rewards the viewer that has been watching this journey the whole way through yeah which is nice that's awesome and the times when they go back into the past like they go they do go to that first avengers movie 
they go back in time to when you know the Chitari were attacking New York. But what's really great about it is that even though they're seeing certain scenes that we've already seen, more time is spent on um, like aftermath scenes. So, because uh, you saw the first Avengers, right? I did, yeah. So the moment where they all kind of have that like, uh, where the battle's done, and uh, they all have that one one big part where they're like all together and they're like looking at Loki, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a a part after that that they have where uh, they're in like the lobby and they're transporting the Tesseract and they run into Alexander Pierce, who's played by Robert Redford in Winter Soldier, but he's there. So we're getting all these little extra scenes that we didn't get mm-hmm. in in each of those movies. Gotcha. Um, they go back in time to a scene from Guardians of the Galaxy and all these other different things. Wow. Time travel plot mechanism as a yeah. way of injecting <laughs> deleted scenes into yes. your old films. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, no, I, I know I briefly mentioned this to you that so when I was after I saw Velocipaster, mm-hmm. I took an Uber home from the movie theater. It oh, was yeah. Like two in the morning. And my Uber driver, who I'm pretty sure was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> um, he was, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> just chatting away and like sniffling and stuff. And yeah, oh, just, my like, God, <laughs> a lot of really weird just, you know, like he just like cut me off mid sentence. You know, I'd be like. Because he, so he started like, you know, I get in the car and across the street from the theater, there's this place called Taco in a Bag. Okay. And like when I opened the door, he like, he like pulled forward a little bit right as I was like about to open the door. Yeah. And, uh, and then he immediately stopped and I like opened the door to the rest of it. I'm like, oh, hey man, it's me. You know, I'm your, I'm your fare and stuff. And he's like, he's like, oh, sorry, man. I didn't see you over there. I, uh, I saw that Taco in a Bag across the street. <laughs> Oh and God. I was like, and in my head, I'm like, wait, so were you just gonna like ditch me and go to Taco in a bag or something? Like, what does that comment even mean? He was really hoping that two minutes would just be like, you can cancel the ride now, yeah, right, <laughs> and just park it up. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I was like, no, well, you know, I'm here, so <laughs> <laughs> so I get in the car, and um, yeah, and he was like, man, I, you know, I might have to go back and uh, you know, grab that taco in a bag, and uh. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's pretty good before, you know, I've had it before and shit. And, you know, it's a street taco style thing. So yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's like broken up in a bag. There's like chips instead of like a, like a taco, but it's pretty tasty. Right. And, uh, and he's like, oh, all right, cool, man. Cool, man. He's like, and then he kind of looks in his rear view at me and he's like, yo, uh, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you seen that new Avengers movie yet? Endgame? This is going to be a character in New York Ninja, by the way. <laughs> like, cause the way you're doing it, I'm like, yeah, this is just. <laughs> coked up avengers fan yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um and i was i was like oh no i haven't he was just like oh okay because there's a he's like just made me he's like i saw it yesterday like opening day he's like love that shit yeah and uh, he's like but he's like i don't i don't know if you care about spoilers or anything like that and he was like this isn't a big spoiler or anything it's not even like really a spoiler and i was like no i don't i was like i don't really care and he was just like well there's a there's a very humorous moment involving a taco and uh, <laughs> do you mind if I tell you about it? <laughs> I was like, I'm sure, man. I, yeah, I don't give a shit. I was like, I, those movies just, they're not my thing. You yeah, know? yeah. So I just, I don't really watch them. I don't care about spoilers or anything. And Right. So he proceeds to tell me about, you know, there's a scene where uh, some guy's about to take a bite out of a taco. Yeah. And like a plane crashes uh-huh. in the background. And the force of the explosion 
knocks the filling out of the taco shell yes. uh, right as he's about to take a bite. Mm-hmm. And he is left with an unfulfilling, hollow crunch sound of a mere taco shell being bitten into rather than the full taco that he was expecting. Right. Um, as we said, you know, this is very, this is highbrow comedy stuff, so hopefully that came <laughs> across. But, um, but yeah, no, and I just started laughing. I was like, man, it, you know, it just it never ceases to amaze me how, you know, in these movies that are like $350 million or whatever, that like, you know, stuff like the taco joke yeah. still makes it in there. That like, you know, a, a team of CGI artists had to work to make this like, okay, the force of the explosion, what the <laughs> impact of that sonic wave would have on like this particular density of like taco meat. Yeah. And, like, you know, the <laughs> speed and physics with which that would be ejected from the taco. <laughs> like, all of that, you know, like, 20 people had to sign off on all those things, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I'm like, it just always cracks me up that, like, you see... And it was, like, in Force Awakens, like, the red arm joke. You know, oh, C-3PO. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. just shit like that sometimes. That you're like, how did this... Yeah. Of everything that got spent, you know, that money got spent on to bring right. this movie to life. Like, the red <laughs> arm joke makes it in, you know? And, like, the taco joke. And I'm like, you know, it's just hilarious, like, how many millions of dollars and, like, how much time and effort had to go into, like, the taco joke. Yeah. And this guy's just, like, cracking up. He's like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, it's, yeah, I never thought about that, but it is kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's like they've got to do all this, like, world-ending giant battle shit with, yeah. like, you know, this insane cast of characters. And then, like, you know, there's an entire week of production that's just about, like... You know, did was the timing right on the way he <laughs> bit the shell? Is that going to look right when the you know yeah. the meat ejects from it? Do we need to get that again? <laughs> you know, um, it was filmmaking stuff, but uh, but he was just like, you know, he's laughing about this, and he's just like, man, though, he's like, no, I, he was like, I, I love that it had you know that bit of humor in it because he was like, dude, this movie just took me through literally every emotion known to man. He was like. I legitimately did not know that a film could put you through those many emotions and like those kinds of emotions and things. And in my head, I'm just like, you probably need to watch more movies. I don't <laughs> yeah, know, right. like what to tell you, but um, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, I'm glad you had that experience yeah, right. with film. You yeah, know, yeah. if it took Avengers Endgame for that to happen, then like whatever, that's yeah. fine. You know, the fact that you can engage with a film on that level mm-hmm. is, is something I can respect and appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, this Uber driver, he was, yeah, he was, he said he was so emotionally overwhelmed by the movie that his wife had asked him if he wanted to go see it again, and he said no. No. Because he said, he was like, dude, I just couldn't. Couldn't take it. I just can't deal with, like, having that three hours of, like, you know, emotional roller coaster yeah. again. He was like, honestly, I can't even watch any of the older movies right now. Yeah. Because I think I'm, I understand now what he meant mm-hmm. by this, you know, cryptic comment about, yeah. you know, he's like, it affected all of the older ones so much too. Yeah. That like, I can't even watch those without getting wrapped up in the emotions of, of you this know, one. this movie. <laughs> so he was like, I just, he was like, but it was so, he was like, but it's kind of perfect though, because it was like, it's actually satisfying. He was yeah. like, you know, they found a way to like, just get them to like win and lose at the same time. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he was like, I just, yeah, I'm really just kind of blown away and just, yeah, overwhelmed. And like, I can't, I just need to like process this yeah. for a few more days <laughs> before I try to like go back into it and all that. And I'm just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a movie. <laughs> I, mean. I uh, So the last thing I'll say about it is when me and Tyler and Jeremy got back, uh, 
they were like, oh man, like we can't wait to hear you talk about, you know, hear you tell Dorian about it, you know, like all, all about it or whatever. And I was thinking about it, and what we, I finally watched House That Jack Built, mm-hmm. right? We watched yeah. it, and um, hearing you talk about it on the podcast we had when we, you went to go see it at Music Box, mm. <clears throat> like I thought to myself, I feel like the only way I can describe it to Dorian is to say like, this is my House That Jack Built, uh-huh. <laughs> because I remember very adamantly before I even saw it, you talking about the moment in the movie where he uses scenes and referencing referencing himself mm-hmm. to describe you know um certain what was it again it was was wasn't it like certain things that go on in like life or in cinema or something or mm-hmm. right yeah well he the, was yeah kind of talking about like his own artwork his own artwork like a, yeah, you, yeah. You know, they were talking about jack but von trier was talking exactly. about himself and right. yeah it's and he used like scenes from like melancholia yeah. and like antichrist and stuff like yeah, that. yeah and nymphomaniac and right. shit yeah so like that that moment in that movie when i when i find when i saw it uh here with you like it reminded me of like of that when they were going back in time mm-hmm. where it's just like you're you know we talk about star wars how there's you know self-referential like in a not good way this to me was like self-referential in like the best in the way. right way yeah. yeah there's even a moment where cap runs into himself mm-hmm. and he fights himself no oh. and the past cap like kind of whoops his ass in the first go around and he like looks at the camera and he does the like I could do this all day line, uh-huh. which is very famous. And like the prime cap, his reaction is just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I know. And then like he runs it. So even like the movie is making fun of like, yeah, this, this, mm. this quippy line. And like this guy's like, yeah, I'm not here for all that shit. I, I get yeah. it. You can't do this all day. Let's go, whatever. Um, but yeah, like it reminded me of that. So, wow. so they didn't go with the. Um was it time cop version of no? They didn't time travel they did logic, not. where the same matter cannot occupy the time the same space. Right, exactly. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> okay, yeah. actually, they uh, in in the one scene where they're you know tried to explain time travel, mm-hmm. right? Two of the characters reference all these movies, and one of the movies is Time Cop. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. So they do Time Cop, Hot Tub Time Machine, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Uh, back, to the, back to the future all this kind of stuff you know they reference all these movies and then they're just like no it's not like that so they can't interact with people all this you know with mm-hmm. themselves if you know but they try and you know stay away from it yeah so yeah but i 100 percent adored this movie dorian awesome this is like i know there's so much coming out in the summer but i i i, I don't expect a movie to top this for you top this for me yeah yeah. Nice. Like, well, no, I mean, I'm glad to, like I you know, said many times on this show, I don't yeah. care about these movies or anything. Right. But, I mean, I'm glad that you and my other friends like Jeremy and Tyler and <laughs> everybody else who is into this stuff finds this to be a very fulfilling and satisfying, you know, excuse me, uh, conclusion of sorts, at least. Yeah. To, you know, yeah, which is, I mean, which is insane, too, to like. I thought about Star you know, Wars. Who who else like wherever in cinema history has anyone ever had to like wrap up like a twenty one film right you know saga like you know the only thing that I can th- even think of that comes close is like Zatoichi. Oh yeah, but, like those are <laughs> like James Bond, but like those are so each one is so mm-hmm. you know independent from the others. Yeah, they're not like this one evolving continuing storyline with like the same characters and like plot to each one just kind of happens in its own bubble. Right. You know, and uh, they're more like serialized, you know, mm-hmm. than than this, which is actually, uh, you know, continuous. 
And so, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that's even come even close to that as far as like taking, yeah, yeah, 21 other films and then trying to like provide a kind of resolution to that with like all those characters and yeah. all those plot lines. And as you said, you know, that like you, you really need to have seen that stuff in order to come into this movie as well. Like that's how much it's really got its fingers tied into all of these other movies and all this other like DNA. Yeah. Uh, of this franchise so i mean that alone is like you know that's really impressive yeah just that like that feat i mean to be honest like even i'm sure there's some really big um you know uh, uh really really ambitious you know sort of like images that are painted on the screen here that mm -hmm. like you know the physical production had to be you've got like 500 actors including oh, like yeah. 20 a-listers and like this giant set you know and mm -hmm. you're trying to coordinate all this action to happen yeah and like yeah you know that's always like an impressive accomplishment no matter what but like to me the more you know herculean uh <laughs> accomplishment of yeah. all of this is you know th from the writing standpoint yeah of being able to actually like you know pull all of these things together intelligently and satisfyingly like mm -hmm. not only narratively but emotionally as well yeah you know, for all those characters, that's just like, I mean, that's an enormous amount of heavy lifting. Like to me, that's way more daunting oh. than, you know, telling 500 people where to run on a green screen set. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it's the same writers who wrote all the Captain America movies, mm -hmm. uh, one, two and three. And they wrote Infinity War and this one. So the Russos? Uh, the oh. Russos directed uh, Captain America 2, Captain America 3. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Mm -hmm. So, and then uh, uh, these these writers, uh, Marcus and McFeely, they wrote two, oh, okay. uh, Cap Two, Cap Three, Infinity War, and Endgame. Gotcha. And so, there's definitely like a through line with 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 all of them, um, especially because Civil. I mean, uh, Winter Soldier is the one where like Shield goes away. Mm -hmm. uh, Civil War is actually the split of the team. And it's not until Endgame that everybody's back together. Mm, okay. And so, um, so, but um, yeah, they're really, 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 really like awesome writers. Like, really, like you know, get the characters. And this movie begins and ends like on a character note. Like, the movie begins with uh, like Hawkeye wasn't in the Jeremy Renner's character. He wasn't in Infinity War. Oh right, at I all. remember that. Yeah. But um, the movie opens with him having a picnic with his family, and they get dusted. Oh. And then it, it goes into the, you know, goes into the like 20, 21 days after. And then the end of this movie is actually a moment back in time where Steve Rogers is finally having that dance with uh, Peggy Carter oh, in, okay. in their home, in their living room. And that's how this movie ends. So um, I really like that it's bookend with like character moments mm -hmm. and not just sort of like a. And Thanos has been defeated. Right. And yeah. cut to black. Yeah. Glowing thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have the glowing thing, you exactly. guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also no mid credit scene or no end scene. Good. Whatsoever. Yeah. It's yeah, just no, this really is it. Need to, yeah. They really need to stop with that shit. This is it. No, they don't, Dorian. <laughs> they don't. But I'm glad they didn't do it for this one because yeah. it would have totally cheapened the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yes, uh, if I haven't ruined anything for anybody, go see Infinity. Go see Endgame again, because it's awesome. Yeah, there you go. There you have it, people. As long as you've seen the other twenty-one movies, go see Endgame. <laughs> it's a shitty thing to say, but I can't imagine going to see this movie with someone who hasn't seen those movies. Yeah, because I honestly feel like there's got to be a few that like, like there come are on, like Thor: Dark Age. I feel you could probably skip that one, right? 
Uh, no, because the time that they actually go Fuck. back to it. <laughs> why? Why? That movie was terrible. Wasn't it, it is. I, I also <laughs> feel like the. I also feel like this movie like rewards you for even watching the movies that you're not a fucking fan okay. of. No, I. I actually. Okay, I can appreciate that. Like, we're gonna go back and try to like you know, retroactively make some of these tolerable yeah, no, films seriously. or like worthwhile yes. where you're like, oh, wow, that wasn't Iron Man 2 wasn't actually the worst movie I've ever seen. Right, exactly. It might still be. Did yeah. they go back to Iron Man 2? They don't. You? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah they so skip Iron Man 2. Yeah. But like, you know, Thor The Dark World, which is the sequel, mm-hmm. the, uh, the second movie. Yeah, that's what it is. That's Dark the one. Age, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark yeah. World. Um, in that movie, the the MacGuffin is the ether, which is actually one of the power, one of the stones. Oh, right. Okay. But they don't ever call it a stone in the movie. Right. At all, at all whatsoever. But at some point in the movie, the, the actual element is inside of Natalie Portman. So Thor and rocket's job is to go back to that time and extract it out mm. of Natalie Portman. But Thor being all fucked up and just wanting to drink all the time and drunky realizes that, the day that they've come back to to do this is actually the day his mother dies. Mm. And so he actually has an interaction with his mother where his mother realizes that she's not, he's not the Thor of her time that he's actually come back. And they have this, they have this really nice mother son moment together. And so he kind of has a bit of catharsis in that, in that moment. It sets him straight a little bit more straight for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, you know, well, yeah, you could probably skip that movie. Like it, it makes that, it makes you having watched that movie and then watching this moment a little mm. bit better because it's like a companion piece to that, to gotcha. that movie. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's what they, that's what they do with a lot of those going back and going back in time. Yeah. Like moments. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Let's clear up some of our missteps in the past. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's or at least, yeah, <laughs> at least give them a little something of value. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool to see. All right. Um, nice, just retcon some shit into these movies bit. time travel. Yeah, yeah fuck it. Exactly. Right. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So that's what you do with time travel. Yeah, we're comic book based. Yeah. We've got 21 movies. Like, why can't we go in and go, yeah, you know what? Let's just yeah. let's just rearrange that a little bit. At one point, Cap and Tony Stark go back to the 1970s. So they do it all in this movie, Dorian. Yeah, why not? All of it. Yeah. It's awesome. Also, their time travel sh- suits are pretty fucking rad. Are those the white ones? Yeah. I've seen in the commercials. Yeah. yeah. Those are the... I like that. They're like, yeah, what are what are all of the most expensive things we can do? They're like, all right, we're doing period piece. Yep. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. We're doing space. We're doing intergalactic battles. Yes. We're doing Valhalla. Like, yeah. It's so good. It's like every... and Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine their budget was, you know, essentially limitless for this yeah. film because it's like, we'll make the money back, yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean... I think I read it. Two billion in their opening weekend. Yeah, globally, wild. Yeah, yeah. But even say they even smashed the domestic record, Mm -hmm. which they set last year. Yeah, right. I mean that was that was huge though. That was like Infinity War was like three hundred and seventeen million, and this was like three hundred ninety five. Yeah, or something. It was totally just demolished it. There were theaters. I was getting alerts on like all my theater apps that I have Mm -hmm. that were just like more show times have been added. More show times have been added. I think there's only two other movies playing at the Arclight right now. Yeah. All of the theaters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Endgame. Just Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was all at the Davis Theater. It was yeah, Yeah. one theater doing Windy City Horrorama. Every other theater Theater was was just Endgame. Wow. And even so, like when I walked up on Saturday when I went there, it was like there was just like a full... It wasn't even eight and a half by 11. It was like an A4 sized piece of paper. <laughs> they needed the extra <laughs> vertical yes. length to like put in all the show times that were sold, sold out. out. I mean, I was like, at this point, 
it'd be easier to just list what you still have available, you know? Oh, yeah, to that's say, true. These are the only ones that there's still <laughs> tickets for, people. Because yes. there'd be, like, one. I'm like, how is this not every show? You yeah. Know? So, no, I mean, it was it was really wild to see, um, even just that little experience over at that theater. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. But, yeah, no, everywhere else, like, I've looked at, you know, even my mom, we went to dinner last week, and she was just like, God, there's, like, no movies coming out. Yeah. Why are there no movies? I'm like, Mom, like, nobody wants to even fuck with Avengers. Yeah. Like, nobody's releasing shit right now because <laughs> there's no room in the theaters. Right. And no one's going to go anyway. Exactly. You know, if you're making the trip to a theater, you're probably going to Avengers. So. Yeah. And um, if you have yeah, seen no, Avengers but haven't done it in Navy Pier IMAX, I highly suggest going to see it in IMAX because it, it, it was shot in uh, native IMAX. That's right. Yeah. So they shot the whole movie in IMAX. Yeah, right? both of them. That's from crazy. beginning to yeah. end. There's, there's no aspect ratio train change whatsoever. It's just IMAX from beginning to end. Did they do for the 4K release? Did they do full IMAX frame or is it widescreen? Yeah, I can't remember. I would imagine they probably cut it down to widescreen, but I, th I think they may have cut it down to widescreen. I can't remember if they did or not. Yeah, I don't think they I don't think they uh, change it there. Um, but yeah, that'd be well, be sweet if they did the full, yeah, full screen. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced that at some point they'll. Well, put no, I mean, if the whole movie was shot in IMAX, they'd probably keep it. I mean, at the, well, yeah, I don't know if they do like you know the IMAX like 1.3 to one aspect ratio, right. but just like fill it, you know, like 16 by nine, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, like yeah. 2.35. Yeah, I'm guessing. Um, because it's not letterbox when you watch it at home, is no. it? It's full, it fills yeah, the yeah. entire screen. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so 16 by nine. So, uh, so yeah, it was amazing. I had a great time that weekend. Nice. It was really good. I can't wait to go see it again. Yeah. I really, I'm just so, I'm going to just buy a bunch of Avengers gear mm -hmm. too. You got plans? You going this weekend or what? I don't know. I don't have plans yet, but I, I, I can't see myself going to see it at, a theater that's not IMAX. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I was going to ask, like, what do you feel like there's a version of the Avengers Endgame experience, like theatrical experience that you haven't had yet that you want to seek out? Like, okay, I've seen it in IMAX. I saw it in like Atmos. I haven't seen it in you Atmos know? yet. Have you seen it in, in real D 3D? No. Well, I don't. I haven't <laughs> seen. I haven't seen. I, I think maybe the last. I can't even tell you what the last Marvel movie I saw in 3D yeah. was. I didn't even see Doctor Strange or in like, 3D. Or go to like the fucking, you know, go to like the Hood Theater and see it. Like I probably, watch it with that crowd. Man. I probably will. That's probably a blast. No, because you know what I hate? Mm. I'm going to tell you what I hate right now. Uh. And I'm really glad that all three of my screenings at IMAX, there were people who had, were seeing it again. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the moment in the movie where Thanos is watching on nebula's recorder like the past mm -hmm. he watches his own death and it is right before he gets his head cut off where he tells the avengers like i am inevitable like everything that's happened it's, it's going to keep happening right and then he gets his head lopped off so at the end of the movie before he's going to try to snap again before he does it he's like tough talking tony stark and he tells him i am inevitable and he snaps and he realizes that Stark has him all right. Mm -hmm. And Stark, all this battle, he's just on his knees and he's like his, you know, heavy breathing and just kind of like, oh, this, all, all this kind of stuff. And he goes, and I am Iron Man. And then he snaps his fingers. And it's a really great moment. It really bookends Tony Stark's entire arc because that's what he says at the end of the last movie, of his first movie mm -hmm. uh, to the press or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm really happy that Get nobody that Black Sabbath quote in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really happy that for the repeat viewers in the movie, no one like said the line before like him. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I hate about going to movies in the hood. Yeah. Is that like it's very easy to put stuff together. Okay. And, you know, you know, like in any movie or, or whatever, if someone asks a question or it doesn't even have to be in a Marvel movie, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like it could be in a mystery or a thriller or whatever, you know, uh, there's always some asshole that's like, says the word yes before Morgan Freeman says yes. And it's just uh-huh. like, shut the fuck up, man. Right. Just watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> like, stop. And I'm I'm really happy and I applaud that no like the guy who sat next to me in my second viewing was watching it for the second time uh-huh. and he because he told me like when the when when the yeah. credits rolled <laughs> but I'm really happy that nobody was like said I am preempting the movie yeah. yeah and even when like I didn't see it coming just because I was so wrapped up in the emotion of it all but like I I, I don't see how you don't don't know what Stark is about to say when he says and I am. You know, and then he says Iron Man. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't, I don't know what he was gonna say, and I, and it was just like I'm just so wrapped up in what's happening right now. Yeah, right. You know, and then when he said it, it was like fuck, that was that was so simple. Yeah, why didn't I think <laughs> of that? Right, but um, it's probably the only reason I don't go to the hood theaters too much. Yeah, because there's always somebody that's like, yeah, no, that shit pisses me off too. It's like, well, I mean, it's you know, it's funny because it's it's almost like the same way the same thing in a different way at like you know yeah like the art house theaters uh-huh where it is sort of i don't know people in a way that are either just like yeah either like know-it-alls or <laughs> excuse me um yeah or just like you know super basically like you know with the art house theaters sometimes what you get is people that are just they want to constantly be proving to everybody else that like they know more about this shit than the other people do. That's exactly right. You know, and it's so obnoxious. And actually, Daryl was telling me that the first episode of this new season of Game of Thrones, uh-huh. they did a screening of it at Music Box the night it aired. Oh, okay. And uh, it was it was free. They were like recording some podcast or something. Oh. So it was like they're all watching the episode, gotcha. and then immediately afterwards, these guys are recording a podcast about it. Okay. And um. Daryl was like, dude, it was like the most insufferable screening I've ever been to. In my oh, he life. went to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he was just, you know, because that whole episode I talked about it last yes. week was just like, you know, all these, uh, you know, interactions of like people that haven't seen each other in like six seasons, right, you know, right. are all now in the same place. And it was just all these like, you know, fan baiting moments of like, oh, shit, these two are in a room. Oh, <laughs> shit, these two are in a room, you know. And then, of course, like all the, you know, characters that haven't been around for a long time making an appearance. And, you know, so he was just like, dude, every fucking scene, you know, there'd just be like, you know, 10 people calling out like some obscure ass character from like season three, you know, that was in like one scene that now is in the background. They're like, oh, shit, that's Tara of Serendipitous (laughs) and like, you know, or whatever. And. You know, some just random fucking dude oh my God, that's just in the background. Horrible. Yeah, and he was just like, the whole time, I was just like, oh, God, <sighs> get me out of here. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, that, that, yeah, that sounds rough. That's bad. Um, so when we were seeing Beats of Rage, and, okay. you know, they had that line of people that were going into the theater to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, that yeah. Night, um, they were doing a screening of the third episode of Game of Thrones at the Davis Theater okay. this weekend. Yeah. Right after we saw, I was like, Jesus Christ, this weekend, like Game of Thrones and Avengers, like 
It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to deal with for one theater. I feel like I can say Endgame was better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. And this, yeah, this episode of Game of Thrones. Dude, right. it's it's getting taken to town on I know, fucking well, Twitter, dude. Because you can't see You can't half see of shit, it. right? Yeah, no, you cannot. And, dude, we have a we have an OLED TV, which yeah. does, you know, like, perfect blacks and shit. There was... Were you just... I mean, there were scenes... Did you where, put the subtitles on? There were scenes <laughs> where we were... Hannah and I were both just like, I mean, I don't... <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, no, it was for the amount of like work that went into this episode too. Uh, I was really shocking that this decision was made because because like, this was the actual battle. Was there actual fighting too? Yeah, this is the actual battle. Like the episode's like eighty five minutes long, and it's, okay, it it's somehow they made the actual battle as tedious as all of the stuff leading up to the battle where the battle wasn't happening. I will argue this sounds about right though. Yeah, from everything no, it, you've told yeah, me. Seems right in line with No, they did it. And they've done this before, too. <laughs> they did an episode like two seasons ago that was an entire hour-long episode that was just one battle. Okay. And it was not good. Okay. And I believe Neil Marshall directed it. And it's your boy. Yeah. It's my boy. Your boy, Neil. <laughs> my boy, N to the M. Um, I think I did see a four Dorian at the credits of Yeah, Cowboy no, too. I think, I think, I, think I saw He's, that. Yeah. Motherfucker's been trolling me yeah. for years. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but anyway, but it was a bad idea. It was just one of those, like, just from a pacing standpoint, it's the like, one episode you, you're talking yeah, about. Okay. You know, so like just from a pacing standpoint, it was one of those like, wow, I'm, you know, I, it was kind of the first time they did it. It was kind of interesting because it was, it did feel a little bit of like an experiment of like, will this work? Okay. And you're kind of watching it and you're like, no, this doesn't work. This, this doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> this is too, I need other things to pace this out. Uh huh. You know, at a certain point, it just becomes very much like I'm not I'm not engaged with, you know, the character's plight right now. Okay. I'm literally like looking at the clock waiting until like, so when are we going to know what the resolution of all this is? Right. Okay. You know, like I don't care about the mechanics of like this part of the fight anymore. Yeah. It's gotten boring and tedious and, you know, has overstayed its welcome <laughs> and is just getting more diminishing and diminishing returns. Uh huh. You know, the more you try to like, oh, well, now this other extra crazy thing is happening. You're like, dude, I don't fucking care. I've been watching yeah, just close-ups of like muddy axes getting swung, you know, for 40 minutes and I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Like, I really need something else to happen right now. <laughs> and then this one was like even longer. You know, this is like 85 minutes. Okay. Now, was it wall like wall-to-wall battle? Or? Pretty much. Okay. Okay. Yeah, almost entirely. I mean, there's a lot of different facets to the fight. So yeah. there's like, you know, people on dragons over here. All right. There's the people inside the castle. There's the people on the front lines. Okay. There's people hiding inside of the castle that are sort of like the, you know, they won't do much good in a fight and gotcha. we need them for other reasons. So let's protect them here. Yeah. You know, which also was an interesting decision to lock them in a crypt even though the army that they're fighting can control dead things. Hmm. So lo and behold, there's a certain point where like the Night King, you know, resurrect. Because also it's like everybody that they lose on their side also now is gonna, just going to become a war. You know, it's like oh, zombie shit. Oh, yeah, it's like, that's right. Okay. You know, they send all these guys to die and then all of a sudden now their army is that much stronger. Right. You know? But the Night King, like, you know, the one dramatic contrivance that they have with this whole thing is that it doesn't happen right away the night king has to like you know do one of these it's gotta do a thanos to like bring yeah to bring like all of the dead people within some indeterminate radius around him back to life for him okay 
Um, so of course this happens at a moment where it seems like the tide may be starting to swing a little bit. And then he does his like, Oh, by the way. (laughs) And then like, you know, all the dead people around like start coming back to life. And now they're all fucking zombie soldiers for this dude. Yeah. And lo and behold, all the people that they thought were locked away safely in the crypt, you know, all the dead bodies that are down in the crypt now come to life. Right. And it was like, wow, you guys really didn't think this through. (laughs) (laughs) Like. There's like there's basically one thing you know about the army you're fighting. Yeah. That they can control the dead. Right. And you're gonna lock all the people you want to keep safe in a place full of dead things. <laughs> wow, that didn't work out. Yeah. Who thought? <laughs> um oh my God. So it seemed like one of those moments that was supposed to like we were watching the episode and I even like said to him, I'm like, do you really think do they really think that like locking these people in a crypt is the smartest thing? Yeah. And then like halfway through it happens like it's supposed to be this big twist, like, oh my god. Yeah. Who would have thought? It's like anybody with half a brain would have thought this, especially like, you know, you've got the two like Sansa and Tyrion are okay. supposed to be the two like smartest people. Okay. You know, like always. And yeah. you're like, how you've you've spent like seasons building them up as these hyper intelligent yeah. you know, people. And like they're the ones like sitting in the crypt, like, man, well, I guess we'll be safe down here. And you're like, these are the two that would have figured this out. You know? <laughs> um and uh yeah, it was just very silly. And uh yeah, so you know, they tried they at least like were able to move around, like, you know, and, and have some differences. Like, okay, there's some, you know, big open field battle type shit happening. Okay. But then also like once they breach the walls, now we're sort of in like close corridors. Okay. And like, you know, we got to a couple of points where it was a little bit more like of a stealth kind of thing where like oh. one person's kind of like hiding in this room and there's a few white walkers around right. you know and like if you know she knows if she tries to kill one of them it's gonna alert all the others and she'll get outnumbered gotcha. so we've got to like sneak around yeah you know so they had some diversity to all right you know the types of scenarios that were happening but at the same time you're also just like can't see anything i can't see anything and you know at a certain point like okay i've i'm over all of this like i just need to i just want to know like who wins okay <laughs> like just tell me who fucking wins at this point yeah and and no, it just like kept going on and on and on and like dragging all this shit Jeez. out and like making every character have like, you know, their moment yeah. in the story and all this type of shit. And then this, yeah, this one guy, yeah, the guy Theon that I was telling you about was getting oh, yeah, yeah. a hero's treatment this time That's around. Right. And uh <laughs> he gets he gets to have his hero's death where well, it was funny too, like he didn't even try. Like the <laughs> Night King comes in, he's like protecting this one guy. And the Night King, the one guy that like the Night King is after, basically. Yeah. And the Night King comes in with his army, and you know, Theon's standing there and he's like out of arrows and he's just got his spear. Yeah. And he just like sees the Night King and he just like, you know, he's he's really far away. Like if the Night King were at the end of that hall, like Theon's over here. So there's like a pretty good you okay. know, distance yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. And Theon just drops his spear and just starts running straight at the guy screaming. <laughs> And, like, doesn't try to make any kind of fancy, but just runs, and the Night King just goes, like, yep, <laughs> just murders him. Jesus. It's like, dude, you could have at least put a little effort into that. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, slide down, try to, you know, spear him from below or some shit. You could have at least made me thought you were going to make it. No, him. he just, I mean, he literally just, like, ran into this guy's sword. Wow. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, real hero's death. It's quite there. a way to go out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was basically just, you know, it was kind of, it was more like a coward's suicide than a hero's death. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that sounds just, like it. He yeah. just let the other guy murder just him. Just do it. You know? Yeah. Um, 
but uh but yeah no i mean the you know the, the contrast stuff was really just unforgivable i don't i don't know what it's so weird you know they must have only ever looked at this in a completely pitch black room you know with like perfectly calibrated you know monitors and stuff and yeah. never did a test because like you know, we were watching it during the day too, which didn't help. Oh. Should, you know, we have windows in our, so you get a lot of glare. So I like, I had to close all the blinds. Oh shit! You know, just even, and I, I ended up turning up like the, uh, not the brightness, but like the, the back, the OLED light on yeah. the TV and stuff. And I ended up turning that up like as high as I could, and I was just like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else beyond this because, well, you could tell too, just looking at it, it's like. There's no information here. Yeah. To to pull up. To like pull up. those blacks are just that's just black. Yeah. There's nothing there. And then like the you know, the which is fine. You know, you can do shit, excuse me, dark like that, but you know, the the contrast ratio was so fucked was really the problem. Was like yeah. anywhere where there was light was not nearly intense enough. You know, like okay. you should have had like stronger contrast mm-hmm. between lights and darks, but they didn't. It was like there was there was pitch black. And then there was slightly more exposed than pitch black. Okay. And those were our only two levels. It yeah. was like, and they just, you know, they had so many things working against them because they decided to stage the entire battle in the middle of the night during a snowstorm, like a blizzard. And um, the the only things that will kill these White Walkers is this are like fire or uh, this Valerian steel or this stuff called dragon glass. Okay. Which basically looks like obsidian. So it's like black gem work. <laughs> that is so all the weapons are pitch black. Jesus. You know, it's at night. Everyone's wearing dark armor. There's not a whole lot of like fire around or anything. And for some reason they refused to do because they wanted to play up. It's like you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so they refused to do any like Ridley Scott, like blue, you know, moonlight lighting oh, on okay. anything. Yeah, so yeah. it's like literally only if there's like like a burning brazier or like dragon fire yeah. nearby. Like those are your only light sources. Otherwise you're just like, eh, good luck. Got, there's nothing here. Jeez. Like Sean, Sean told me he just turned it off after like 20 minutes. Cause he was like, dude, I think he was like, I mean, you know, my TV is at least got, you know, like a, like unlimited contrast ratio. Okay. So like it was, I was probably able to see more on this. Than like he was able to on his TV on at his home because yeah. he said after he watched like 15 minutes of it and he was like dude I just had to turn it off because yeah. I was like I literally can't see anything I, there's I'm just looking at a black screen right now yeah you know like there's nothing and Tyler said him and Jess you know felt the same that they were like man it just looked like garbage and I was like I mean yeah it just you know the color palette was really poor for it as well I mean it was just it was so muddy looking so aren't are the other the white walk right they're white walkers yeah 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 aren't they like white uh no like, not really they're not no like the like the main the main dude the main dude is yeah and like sort of his his like army but like the other guy they're just kind of like zombies basically oh yeah i thought well all right well that's a bummer i thought like maybe this is there's so much black to offset from the uh, mass amount of white that's coming oh, for yeah, them no no it was just everything's dark Everything, everything is dark. It's so <laughs> it's fucking weird. Dude. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really strange. And yeah, no, it sounds like people have been. Yeah. Well. Yep. Fucking Game of Thrones. So anyway. So anyways. So the season's halfway over now. Sweet. I couldn't be happier about it. Awesome. Well, at least you're <laughs> deriving some joy. Yeah, I'm deriving pleasure from the fact that the end is rapidly approaching. <laughs> Hopefully you can see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, two weeks. It's Friday today. Uh 
So this Sunday is episode four. So two weeks from this Sunday, I will be watching the final episode of Game of Thrones. Wow. And I'll be done with it. You'll be done. Which I'm really excited about. And I'll be curious to see what they do for their Mother's Day episode. Oh. I'm sure they're... That's probably going to be the episode where they, like, kill Cersei or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? That's Lena, Heedy's character. Oh, okay. She's a real bitch. Yeah. I've heard. Oh, yeah. she good, though? Like, she good, like... Oh, she's great on the show. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's very, I mean, I like her. I yeah, like she's her very good on it. She plays a cold bitch. Okay, cool. Like, real well. Yeah. And But yeah, no, she didn't even, she never even sent her armies to help fight the White Walkers. She just decided, Ooh. like, I'm just going to wait here and, like, deal with whatever's left. Damn. Yeah. So she's just chilling. That's wait. some cold shit. Yep. Yep. But, uh, so yeah, so she's hanging out, just banging a pirate right now. Sweet. So that guy, uh, what's his name? Pilu Osbeck. He was like the Nazi officer in Overlord that they kidnap. Oh, okay. And beating That's up. Him. And yeah, and he was, I think he was in Ghost in the Shell, which we don't need to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway, he's banging Cersei right now. Nice. Yeah. So Sweet. He's a pirate. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Game of Thrones pirate. Yeah, they got a, they got a pirate banging a queen right now. That's, awesome. that's going down. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah, much like uh, much like season three of True Detective, I would describe the show as uh, currently airing. <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> that's the best I could say about it. It is. I feel like that's the, I it feel is like on TV. That is one of the the most uh, onict and succinct disses you have ever <laughs> you have ever said on this show. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like it's currently airing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is available to watch. um all right i have a question for you what's up because we still kind of have an episode (laughs) to do here it's been almost two hours yeah um do you want to take do you want to take a break yeah and then we'll come back and i have to pee yeah and uh i would like to smoke a cigarette and um I also still don't really know what i have to say about detective pikachu all right cool (laughs) i want to take a minute yeah now i come to anyway yeah let's do that real quick we'll be back Be back, y'all. 